welcome to this episode of Calm in the Chaos. I'm your host, Emma Makepeace. Self-care is a pretty big feature and component of this podcast. It's about looking at ways that you can bring some calm into the chaos of your life. But what is self-care? It can be so many different things, depending on you as an individual, because that's half of what it is, self-care. So what is it that yourself requires to feel cared for, to feel nourished, to feel nurtured, to feel calm, to feel centered, to feel safe? But trying to figure that out can feel really overwhelming. Sometimes it can be, you know, just so, again, diving through the chaos of all the noise, all the things that we're told should be those things that we do for self-care. Because marketing is a really wonderful tool. And, you know, if we believe everything that we see in the media in terms of what self-care is, then that looks like bubble baths and days out at a day spa or Um, you know, going for a massage or being able to have morning tea at your favorite coffee shop on your own or anything like that. But self-care really goes so much more, so much deeper. Um, This week or past few weeks, it's been brought back into my awareness of the different ways that I can look after myself and how those change depending on the seasons that I'm in in my life. Uh, One of the ways for me is And again, this is going to depend on what your priorities are for you. So it's about understanding yourself, where you're at in each moment and what is required for you to feel centered, to feel supported, to feel cared for. So for me recently, it has been around my health. Uh, I have for the past few months now, uh, had some anxiety creeping back in. And it's something that I am well aware of and know my particular signs to pick up on. And so I went into the space of, okay, well, what do I require here? Clearly to reduce the level of stress or reduce the level of chaos in my life. And so what do I need to do to do that? This is going to be different for everyone, but today I just want to run you through the steps that I took to start to move through this process, move through these emotions and bring myself back to a space of calm. So the first one was to book an appointment with my healthcare professional. And so for me, that is first port of call is with my GP, who I have a very good relationship with. I understand not everybody does. So if you have a particular healthcare professional that you highly connect to and that you highly trust, then book an appointment with them. And if not, is there someone that you can go and speak to about just starting to work through what this could be for you? Whether it's a family member, perhaps perhaps finances aren't there for you to go and see a healthcare professional right now. Are there alternative options available for you? Um, Is it a family member? Is it a friend? Is it someone who perhaps offers um, community or community care schemes or initiatives? So um, 
can offer you a placement at a reduced cost because of financial hardship. Um, there are options available out there and it might take some digging though. And so the first step for me though was to book that appointment with my healthcare professional and just to go and say, hey, this is what I'm experiencing right now. I know where it's coming from. So I know the things that are causing the anxiety to come through. Um, and I know some of the steps. I know a lot of the steps, uh, but I also just need some outside guidance. I need a bigger perspective here than my own because right now while I'm in the middle of it, it's feeling very heavy and very overwhelming to make a decision. And the next thing that I did after speaking with my healthcare professional was start to just do a little bit of exploration. So for me, that healthcare meant getting some tests run, having my blood work done so that we can see where I'm at with everything, checking if any of the um, supplements or medications that I take are needing reviewing. Perhaps that's causing or adding to the feelings that I'm experiencing. And so undergoing that process so that we can start to rule out, okay, no, it's not this, 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 or this. And I can gauge what I need to deal with physically, what I need to deal with emotionally and mentally, and what other steps I need to take to start reducing any stress that could be contributing to this overall feeling. And so see how this is very much a process of self-care. It doesn't look sexy like going for a relaxing massage. It doesn't look glamorous like going for a day spa. That would just be a Band-Aid. It would be an hour where I would feel amazing and then afterwards everything would come rushing back because nothing had been dealt with, nothing had been processed. There wasn't that ongoing or long-term care plan involved like there is with this one. The next thing that I realized was that for me, one of the things that really nourishes and supports me is the food that I eat. However, living in a house where we eat very different foods, um, I'm vegetarian, the rest of my family is not. Uh, and so there are always lots of different meals to cook. Um, we also have different time schedules for meals because of a toddler, shift worker, um, and then some days we have more children, other days we don't, that being a blended family. So there was a lot of different things affecting our mealtime routine and what was being created to eat. And so with this anxiety that I was experiencing, cooking was not something that was high on my radar or preparing food was not high on my radar or high on my energetic um, list of things I was able to do. However, I knew it was really important. So I've reached out to somebody to help me with some meal prep because it's really important to me. And I know that it makes such a difference to my physical and mental well-being. However, right now I don't have the energetic capacity to make those kinds of decisions about what to make, what to prepare. It feels really hard to make those kinds of decisions which can be a side effect of experiencing anxiety um, is just making decisions can feel really difficult um, because 
everything is just feeling you have brain fog, you feel overwhelmed um, and exhausted sometimes. So it can be really challenging to just make a simple decision about what do you want to eat? You don't even know some days. Um, And so being able to hand that over to somebody else to support me and go, here are some really yummy, yummy, nourishing foods and creating those for me um, just to, for those days where I really can't put that into what do I want? What do I need right now? I have something ready to go. So then after doing those things, the next step for me was in my self-care plan for this particular practice or this particular experience that I was working through and continue to work through was to sit down with my family and we had a conversation about roles and responsibilities within our family and the sharing of the the household load Um, and also the sharing of you know where each of us are at because we are coming up to the end of the year and Often everyone is feeling quite burnt out or exhausted or tired. And so you add in if anyone else perhaps has any health concerns or things, you know, their immune system might be running low because they're overtired, um, any of those types of things. So we just sat down and had a few conversations about where each of us needed some more support or what needed to happen to feel supported. And that in itself lessened some of this feeling of anxiety because I was no longer making assumptions I was no longer making judgments about other people in my family now everybody knew what was expected from me and I knew what they required as well um, so that we could meet in the middle there and support each other energetically and so it's just about having that awareness of what is it that I require to feel cared for right now So self-care doesn't always need to be those really glamorized, romanticized moments that we see marketed so well. Those things are lovely, absolutely. And do they contribute to reducing stress? Absolutely. However, to really begin to create sustainable change in your life for your well-being to stay grounded, to come back to a place of centered, then there needs to go a layer deeper. We need to take it further in terms of sometimes doing those things that don't feel particularly fun or they're not those glamorous moments that we connect with self-care but they can be those everyday things, those things that we put off more often than not, those healthcare appointments, those checkups on where our body is physically, where we're at emotionally, either through speaking to somebody else or seeking outside support and counsel um, to help us just begin to go, hang on, here's everything that's actually taking place in my life. When I sit down and I speak it all out or write it all out and look at it big picture there's actually quite a lot and so what is one step that I can take here that will care for me through this process so it's not causing more harm but will care for me but actually have that 
long-term impact, not just a short-term gain of that hour's break of relaxation. So what is it that I need to either return to or implement in my life that is a care practice for me right now? And depending on the situation that you're in, depending on what it is that you're experiencing, those care plans are going to look very, very different and the action steps you take are going to look very, very different to perhaps what I'm talking about right now. But it's about flipping this narrative that we have of what self-care is. So I just wanted to explore that a little bit more with you and open you up to looking at self-care differently. Self-care could be as simple as when your partner or a family member or a friend offers to do something for you, say it's that your partner says, do you know what? Go to bed early. I got this. I'll put the kids to bed. Even if you're worried about them getting upset, the kids, or, you know, that they're not going to do it. It's not going to go as smoothly as it would with you doing it. Take up that offer. Accept that support and go and go to bed early if that's what your body is craving, if that's what your body needs. If it's, you know, someone offering to, or you know someone who loves to cook and makes absolutely nourishing food and it's something that's not high on your radar, but you know you deeply crave, perhaps because you don't have the energy to put to it, is there somebody that you can perhaps source that from and do an exchange of energy there whether it's money whether it's something else um, to support them in return so that we begin to not only care for ourselves but we expand that out into community care as well so what are the ways that we can begin this reciprocal energy exchange that also supports us and nourishes us so self-care is so much more than just the beauty side of things. Self-care is really about that awareness of yourself and what is required in this moment and in each moment to care for you. So I would love for you to just take some time, take a moment today and ask your body, what does it require? What does it require to feel cared for right now? And then what is one thing that you can do to start that, to take some action on that, to bring that care into your space? And if you would like some support with this or you're not feeling worthy of the care that you require, I have a beautiful guided meditation available now on Insight Timer, so you can listen to it for free. And it is a guided meditation of self-worth affirmations. So I will drop the link into the description below this podcast for you to go and visit as well. And I will see you all again soon for another episode of Calm in the Chaos.